Welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with Mental Health America of Wisconsin. We are your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week through intimate, candid conversations with guests, we explore different perspectives on and experiences of depression. We keep it real because the illness is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. We are not experts or therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and have interviewed hundreds of others who do as well. By sharing stories of lived experiences, we expose depression for the lying bully it is. Hey, Sissy. Hello, Bridget. So this episode is a review of season 13. What a season it was. As if depression, anxiety, and common dark or even suicidal thoughts are not more than enough to deal with, life threw in a global pandemic. With little to no notice, we all had to dramatically change the very fundamentals of our lives. And for those of us who find change and uncertainty disturbing, this has been a really hard time. Still, to the extent possible, we're all doing what we can to adjust and carry on through the new abnormal. One way Giving Voice to Depression did that was to produce a full season of episodes devoted to protecting and managing our mental health in this strange time. And today, as we do every 10 weeks or so, we're doing a little review of the most recent episodes. It's a way to both summarize the past month's work and to offer a little sample of each guest's story so you can determine which ones resonate with you and then listen to, download, and share the full episode. Hmm. We began this episode with number 136, Resources to Help You During the Pandemic, an interview with Mental Health America National's President and CEO, Paul Gianfrido. We know you're being bombarded with information about COVID-19, but we really wanted to make you aware of a free online screening tool that will help you stay on top of your anxiety and depression and monitor if it's getting better or worse as the weeks sheltering in place drag on. Well, a lot of people uh, think that the impact of the pandemic is only on our physical health. But what happens is that everybody is, of course, worried about the pandemic. And that's also very natural. And for most people, that worry will pass. But for some people, that worry will transform to anxiety. And severe clinical anxiety is a significant problem. So just as people who are at risk physically or compromised physically have to be more concerned about the acquiring the virus, and we have to be concerned for them, that we protect them from it. So too are people whose mental health is already compromised are to be more, they are to be more susceptible to the mental health effects. And we need to take that into account and take the same kinds of protective measures for them. We will link to that screening tool, which we really recommend using whenever you sense a shift in your mental health. Based on your individual responses, it will recommend specific free resources to you. Again, to hear that full 17-minute episode, look for number 136, Resources to Help You During the Pandemic. Episode 137, Insights from a COVID-19 Positive Family, features an interview with a father of a family of four 
who all had to quarantine with the virus. In sharing the physical symptoms his family experienced, Pablo reinforced the reality that most of the people who test positive for the coronavirus will be asymptomatic, not experience any noticeable symptoms, that is, or mild symptoms, a message we found reassuring when daily death tolls can leave us all fearing for our lives. Remember, the night he noticed symptoms, they were chills, being pretty achy, and having a pretty bad headache. That was Thursday evening, and the next morning I registered a little bit of a fever, and I had um, some chills and a little bit of body ache. But by later Friday afternoon, I was completely symptom-free, and I have been um, now for eight, nine days, ten days. That's as bad as it got for you physically? That's as bad as it got for me. Good. And I think anxiety around... Do I have COVID-19? I think this is something I'm hearing a lot from people that have been calling me. I've gotten phone calls out of the blue from people um, that are, you know, concerned. They think they, you know, they have uh, body aches. Um, They have a, you know, slight, slight fever maybe, and they think they're going to collapse and die. Um, That's not what's happening. You can hear Pablo's full 20-minute episode by searching for episode 137, Insights from a COVID-19 Positive Family. We'll also link to his YouTube channel so you can watch updates on his family, which has fully recovered and has been working with public health researchers to help them learn more about the virus and how it is spread and managed. Next up is episode 138, a therapist's advice for dealing with the pandemic. Whether you live with a mental health challenge or not, the speed and scope of the changes we're all experiencing are affecting our mental health. According to a recent poll by the Kaiser Family Foundation, more than four out of five adults say the coronavirus pandemic has affected their mental health. So we asked a therapist to share how she's counseling her clients through the pandemic. The 15 minutes it takes to listen could save you not only a session fee, but help ease your anxiety. We get so scared and uncertain about what's going to happen um, to us and to the country, to the world in the future. And that raises our anxiety levels. And it's very, very normal under those circumstances for us to want to try to find information, seek out um, information that might help us to figure out what's going to happen. But unfortunately, the information that we have that we can seek out is um, either confusing at times, it's contradictory, it's overwhelming, it's even more anxiety provoking, and it leads to um, it leads to more uncertainty. So we go looking for information to try to decrease that feeling of uncertainty. We end up actually making uh, ourselves feel worse. A breaking news diet is just one of Dr. Anita Sanz's practical, doable suggestions for getting through the pandemic healthy. Again, her full episode is number 138, A Therapist's Advice for Dealing with the Pandemic. In times of distress and challenge, we all need trusted advisors to guide us through the maze of anxiety, changes, losses, and fears. And that's just what psychologist Anita Sands is for us during this pandemic. 
Her first episode, the one we just described, got more plays more quickly than any other episode we've posted. We don't all have a good, calm, reliable therapist. And if we do, a second one who doesn't charge is welcome. We continue our discussion with Dr. Sands, discussing the possible takeaways from this scary disruption, including what she calls a qualitative change in how we are talking to each other. In episode 139, A Therapist's Pandemic Advice, Part 2. We really do honestly seem to care, how are you? You know, it's not just the... You know, we're not just asking how are you doing anymore as that as that sort of greeting, and we're not just saying fine as a as that throwaway line. We're really asking how are you? Are you okay? And and when people are responding, we're listening to see are you really okay? Is there anything that you need? Can I help? And there's a sense of of connection between people, a deepening of that connection that at least I'm experiencing, and I hope that others are going to be able to experience through this. Dr. Sands also offers some great ideas about staying connected when social distancing is still required. Again, the full 16-minute episode is 139, A Therapist's Pandemic Advice, Part 2. In episode 140, Five Ways to Rewire Your Brain to Deal with Coronavirus Stress, we continued searching out mental health experts who could help us navigate these strange new waters. After reading an article in Psychology Today, we reached out to author and psychologist Dr. Melanie Greenberg, who offers five ways we can rewire our brains to regain some control in these out-of-control times. So what I say to my patients is, first, just notice if you're being triggered, if you're in, in a fight or flight or freeze state. If, you, if you're in fight or flight, you, just, you need to feel your feet on the ground, feel your body on the chair, slow your breathing, speak slower, try to slow your thinking down, and just all of, all of that in a physiological way will begin to calm. When you when you slow your breathing, you slow your heart rate. And, you know, slowing down your heart is, is helpful in, in calming that response. If you just feel depressed and frozen and unable to get off the couch, it's about activating yourself gently, just maybe starting to stretch, doing some stretches, even in your chair, and slowly getting up and maybe doing something around the house, like emptying the dishwasher. Dr. Greenberg's full episode, number 140, is called Five Ways to Rewire Your Brain to Deal with Coronavirus Stress. We will also link to our article so you can access information in printed form. So, how are you? Really? Do you find yourself experiencing more stress, anxiety, anger, loneliness, despair? Is your depression worse? It may be normal to feel exhausted and a number of other things in these strange and unsettling times, but that does not make it any easier or healthier. In episode 141, How Are You Doing? Can You Even Say? We talk with a man who says his feelings and emotions are on the surface more than ever. You know, in, in, in days past, I could tell you, if someone asked, how are you today? I could say, I'm having a good day. Today's a good day. Or, no, today's a bad day. You know, it, it's, it's not going the way I want it to. Um, 
in the last few weeks since all this this has started, I've given up trying to say how I am today. I can truly only tell you really how I am right now because all it takes is turning on the news and seeing a report and suddenly I'm, I'm knocked down two feet. As this pandemic continues, we're sure we've all been knocked down in numerous ways. Hobbs shares more of his struggles and thought process with us in his 20-minute episode. 141. How are you doing? Can you even say? How far would you go to protect your mental health during the COVID pandemic? Would you move in with someone you'd only met twice? That's what the guest in episode 142, COVID Cohabitating, did in an effort to keep depression under control during this strange and stressful time. It's a social experiment of the times, and one that had me uncharacteristically laughing for much of the interview. This episode is intentionally lighter, since we all need a break from bad news. I had not even thought about it, even conceptually, because it's way out there, right? Hey, I've met you twice. Can I come live with you during a pandemic? It'll be fun. And yet, when it was presented to me, it made absolute sense. (laughs) It was like... Damn, wish I would have thought of that. I thought it was brilliant. To find out if it was brilliant in theory or also in practice, set aside 19 minutes for the full episode. Number 142, COVID cohabitating. In episode 143, Mindfulness, Self-Compassion, and a Pandemic, we looked at two readily available research-based practices that we can add to our toolboxes to help us manage stress and other challenges to our mental health and well-being. And my emotions are spiraling. And what helps me in that moment is to be mindful, to be mindful of my difficult emotions, to be mindful that this is a moment of real struggle and wow, this is really hard. And when I can name it and say, oh, I'm feeling grief. I'm feeling inadequate. I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling sadness. When I can name it and be mindful of those emotions, it puts a bit of space between me and that immediate experience of the emotion. And it gives me some space to act differently. Dr. Barbara Moser, a retired physician and suicide prevention advocate, is our guest in this episode, which you can hear in its entirety by looking for number 143, Mindfulness, Self-Compassion, and a Pandemic. After getting that introduction to and sample of the practices of mindfulness and self-compassion, in episode 144, we are all connected in and by this struggle. Dr. Moser offers a long guided practice specifically for you as a listener of this podcast. It's a beautiful grounding and powerful reminder of how we are all connected, even in these physically disconnected times. Having struggles, suffering, is part of being human. I am not alone. 
other people in this very same situation would struggle just as much as I would. They would have these same difficult emotions right now. And so we're recognizing the common humanity rather than pulling back and really putting ourselves in isolation. Again, that full exercise is available in episode 144. We are all connected in and by this struggle. Well, I felt a lot of support from our podcast this past crazy time. It helped me to detangle some of my emotions. It helped me feel a little bit more supported and resourced. So I hope everybody else did too. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad you did. It certainly was a, an unexpected twist for us all. For the next two weeks, Terry and I will start research and interviews for a new season. We'll repost episodes that we think will help some of the many people who may be experiencing the long-term effects of stress, anxiety, fear, uncertainty, and maybe even depression. And maybe for the first time, because even those people, you know, before they used to say one in five people will experience a mental health challenge. And in this situation, you know, the, the experts are now saying five in five are affected. So we want to invite some people in or ask you as a listener to share it because some people have never dealt with any of this before. Absolutely. Remember, we'll be linking to the resources we mentioned, which we hope you will find helpful. Excellent. Again, as a way of staying in touch and finding support, we invite you to find the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook community page, where more than 7,000 people gather and offer support and understanding to each other. You'd be more than welcome there. Please join us. Yeah. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate your experience of depression, or better understand how to support someone else's. We invite you to join us for daily posts on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page and on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Depression. It is a comfort to be among fellow travelers on depression's dark road. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up. If someone else is, listen up.